this week in IPNO. We are, of course, as always, live from the couch in my living room. First episode of 2021, new year, new beginning, same us, very special guest on the first episode of 2021. We have Michelle Noren, who is the CIO of the university. Michelle, thank you for coming on and joining us. Glad to be here. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Michelle. Um, so I guess just to start us off, for for those people who may not be familiar with you or or your work, can you tell us a little bit about the day-to-day operations of your job and then how you've had to adapt that position once uh, most of the Rutgers community started to work and learn from home? How was that transition? So, you know, my, my primary responsibility as the CIO is to, um, I guess in a way, always be thinking about IT, right? What we're doing, how we're doing it, are our operations running the way they need to be running, are services available? Um, and, and more importantly, where are we headed, right? What's our strategy for, for technology? Uh, you know, where should we be making investments? Uh, you know, what, what uh, uh, do we have issues in certain places that need to be resolved? You know, how do we better support our students? Um, how do we support research? I mean, you know, the institution's major pillars around uh, ac- academics, research, and for Rutgers specifically, healthcare, and then general administration, you know, technology has to support all of that. So the CIO's responsibility is to make sure that we're able to, to support all of that effectively enough. And to, in today's world, you, you can't be successful without having a, a strong, modern, reliable technology environment. So, so the CIO is there to help with that planning and that direction, to work with the other executive leaders, the president, the other senior vice president and, and executive vice presidents, the chancellors, on making sure that technology is, you know, is, is being applied where it needs to be applied and to not be too techie about it, right? Like, you know, you gotta be able to sort of make the case without, without maybe even saying the words technology sometimes. Uh, um, and so that, that's the role of the CIO. So, you know, my days are filled with a lot of meetings, um, different groups, Sometimes they're project meetings, sometimes they're, you know, I, I'm, I'm on the president's cabinet, so I spend a lot of time with the president's team, both as team and as individuals, you know, talking about technology, making sure the projects are going, you know, checking in with people. I spend time, a lot of time with the deans, right, to make sure that um, I, I hear them, I understand their needs, their concerns, their ideas. So I spend a lot of time talking to different people. And so that results in a lot of meetings. Sometimes I can run down the hall and check in with, you know, the, the colleagues there in Winans, but, but most of the time I'm, I'm either inviting people in or I'm going out to, to visit folks in, in their offices and both on campus and externally, right? A lot of travel involved there too with our partners and different conferences. So, Moving into remote mode, you know, change that. It's a lot of these kinds of sessions now. So I think it's all of us have been challenged by how do we still stay connected in this mode? 
and you know, I think it, it was a little rough at, at the start. It was rough because I think the tools got in the way a little bit. Did you have the right setup? Do I have the right Wi-Fi speed? Oh my gosh, right? So, but I think that smoothed out. And, and now, now, I don't know about you, you all, but now I rely on this so I can see people's faces. I, I, at first people didn't want to turn their videos on, right? Now it's, why don't you have your video on? I, I need to see your face. I need to see, you know, what, where you're at today. And so, I rely on this now to, to, to stay connected. Um, and, you know, and so I'm now trying to make sure that our community is effective. Do they have the right tools? Do we have gaps? Uh, you know, are, are, are folks still able to do what they need to do in the, the environments that they're in now? And, and how do we work through those issues? So it's definitely been a transition. That's great. So. You mentioned having the right tools or you know finding gaps and and i guess as we look towards repopulating the campuses um is there anything that you've learned throughout going remote that you think will help inform some of the decisions you make while we come back i think we need to i i hope this mode that we're in actually sticks i i don't think it will stick Permanently, I don't think we'll be in permanent remote. That that's not who we are as an institution. It's not what our students want. I mean, they want to be there. Uh, and I think if anything, we've learned as 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 a community to appreciate this, you know, being in person mm -hmm. part, right? But I do think there's something to be said for leveraging this mode more effectively. I, I know pre-COVID, you know, we we had some of the video tools. We had WebEx, you know, yes, we added Zoom. We kind of used it, not that much, you know, it was just sort of more sporadic. Now, I mean, gosh, we can't do, we can't, we can't be effective without them. So I hope that, that we will come back in a way that is still face-to-face, -face, but better able to leverage these tools more effectively. We're certainly gonna be more comfortable using them. Whether I'm in my office, or I'm at home, or I'm on the road somewhere, or gosh, if, you know, when we get past this, if I'm, you know, in a coffee shop somewhere, or I, I, I need to be somewhere and be connected to jump into a call, I, we're going to be better positioned to, to know how to use the tools better. We are. So I, I, I'm confident that'll stick. I hope we we continue to leverage them and, 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 and we get to a point where we can be even more creative with, with the tools that we have in our space. Not just with the video tools, other tools right. as well. Uh, less paper, right? I, I don't know how much you've printed, but I haven't printed that much while I'm at home. I printed a lot when I was in the office. I don't print that much. Well, I hope right. that sticks, right? You know, the, the fact that we're learning how to be better digitally. And um, so I, I think that when we come back, we're going to have to, it'll be a little bit of a foot in both camps because I think our plan will be one where it's not going to be a full swoop, everybody come back in. We're going to start to just sporadically come back in. And so now I think it, it may be a little bit of the reverse. When I go into my office now, do I have the same setup that I have at home? <laughs> so I may, you know, may create more expectation for the for the office environment uh, than it does at home. Because I, you know, I got, you know, I, I'm sure people are still struggling, but 
but I'm sure we've addressed a lot of those gaps. So um, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out when folks start to come back. That's great. Um, I know even through this, uh, OIT still has rolled out new initiatives. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the initiatives that I, um, IP knows part of the pilot program for is ServiceNow. Uh, can you talk to us maybe a little bit about a little bit more about that? Yes. So ServiceNow is a product that that is focused on uh, improving service management. Right. It's for service portfolio management. It's for sometimes for help desk management, for ticketing, case management types of activity and and operation. So. In our efforts to modernize that part of our operation, ServiceNow uh, ended up being the, the best tool. So the initiative is really focused around uh, employing the tool in a way that will help our, our service areas, our service desks, our support desks be more efficient in, in their ability to provide the support. That doesn't just start with the tool. It starts with the process around support support and service management. There are, there are lots of tools. Um, and so we've taken the extra time to think about the process side of it. What do we want the experience to be for people who have to come to get a problem solved? We wanna solve it as fast as possible. That's the end game in, in that space. So, but how does that happen? Where do people call? Where do we hand off? What if we have to go a little deeper? You know, is the experience, we don't want to, we don't want to run people around. We, we want to navigate the operation for them. We don't want them to have to navigate the operation. So having a tool like ServiceNow will help us be more effective in that process, but it still starts with the process. So over time, over the last year and a half, probably, the team has been thinking about the support process itself, We've been looking at other support desks around the institution. How do we connect them to better? How do we connect them together more effectively so that if I have, if we have to hand off from that initial call into the central desk into a unit, we hand off all the information that then, then it's handing off behind the scenes and the tool is gonna help us do that a little more effectively. It'll be more consistent. We'll have a standard approach, a standard tools and templates, uh, expertise level now that we'll be able to leverage. Um, and so, yeah, that that it's it's exciting to think about getting on the other side of that with a tool that we can leverage with, with like ServiceNow. It's one of the top tools in, in the market right now. Um, and so there's more to come on that for sure, but we made really great, really great progress around it so far. That's great. Thank you, Michelle. Um, cool. Well, I think, uh, that, that does it for us. I think that was, uh, a lot of good info. I think people that aren't familiar with, you know, what a CIO does, um, I think you painted it very clearly. Um, and it was very interesting. So, uh, if there's anything else you want to say, we'll give you the last word. You know, I, I just couldn't be, uh, more proud of our IT community right now. I think, you know, at some point we'll probably get to a place where we'll look back and we'll think about what we went through, what worked, what didn't work so well. I mean, there's always lessons learned out of these circumstances. But 
we were positioned well going into the pandemic and we were positioned well because of all of the hard work by the IT community across the board throughout the entire institution. We've been working on a set of priorities over the last five years that has positioned us such that we, we only had a couple gaps to fill when we went into this new mode that we weren't really even totally planning on, but all of the things, all of our priorities and work and, and the, 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 the projects underway and all of the efforts, we, we, we got over that hump smoothly because of everyone's contributions and, and the rallying effect of our community and making sure that as IT professionals, our community was able to transition into the mode that we're in right now. And so I couldn't, I couldn't be more proud of all of our efforts so appreciative of everyone's work and, and commitment and dedication. And, and we continue to work in this mode. And I'm positive and confident that, um, you know, we're, we'll see the light at the end of the tunnel over this next year. And the transition will be just as smooth coming back. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll end there, but I, I, you know, I just express my appreciation for everyone's efforts in the community. Well, Great. thank you for coming on and thank you everyone for listening. We'll uh, see Thanks, you next Michelle. week.